Hello and welcome to Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. It's nice to be back with another episode to move forward towards our winter auction with yet another phenomenal participating artist. I hope you've been enjoying looking through the works online and if you haven't already you can do so at artonapostcard.com. But today in particular, I will be chatting to someone extremely exciting, the world-famous musician and painter John Ilsley. John is an English musician who rose to fame as the bass guitarist of the critically acclaimed band Dire Straits. With Dire Straits, John has been the recipient of multiple Brit and Grammy Awards and a Heritage Award. As one of the founding band members, John played a major role in the development of the Dire Straits sound. During their time together as Dire Straits, They sold over 120 million albums and toured extensively across the world. A creative force, John has always had a regular art practice, studying and developing his talent for drawing and oil paint. His abstract representations of landscapes and emotional moments come from the same instinctive and guttural place he works from with his music. In my chat with John, you'll hear such a sense of what a generous and down-to-earth person he is, And though having an incredible music career that took him across the world performing to millions of people, can still today be found in the pub he owns having a drink with the locals. John has four artworks in our upcoming winter auction. His still life pieces are lots 525 to 528. Hello John, how are you? Where am I calling you um, to today? Well I'm in the New Forest, which I've where I've lived for 30 years. Um, pretty much when the band stopped uh, working, I moved down here, um, built myself an art studio and a garden and um, set about a slightly different career. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've got a, uh, is it a, you've got a pub? Is that in Leicestershire? Is that in, that's in the New Forest, right? It's in the New Forest. It's actually right. uh, rather selfishly only about five minutes down the road. <laughs> so we, we were all quite desperate when uh, they locked us down and we couldn't go and get a pint uh, or the locals couldn't get a pint you know I don't mm-hmm. think anybody realizes completely the value of um of these uh these local inns you know Absolutely. For better expression and we kept, when I bought it I kept it pretty much exactly the same as it was it was 1820s or something like that so it's, it's old, but it's not desperately old. And um, they like it that they like it like that. They like it sort of rough and ready. They can come in in their Wellington boots and, you know, wipe their shoes on the carpet. I don't care, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Did you have it. an interest in pubs before you before you took on that project? Well, I've been, had interest in pubs since I was 14, as I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think pubs are wonderful things. I mean, I, you know, even in the city, I think they're fantastic. I mean, there's wonderful ones up in, in West London where we've got a place. And, you know, I, I, I love going in there and getting a completely different atmosphere. But it's, it, it, what it is, is it brings people together. And I think that um, anything that brings people together, I think is good. You know, music brings people together. Art brings people together, probably on a slightly smaller scale than music does. I think one has to realize that. Um, but now with the, you know, with this medium, with the, uh, you know, with the internet and such like, there's an enormous amount of um, activity going on, which, which just didn't happen before. Mm. And I think it's wonderful. I mean, things that you're doing now with this art and a postcard thing. I mean, um, I mean, I don't usually work <laughs> in that size, I've got to say. Mm. 
I had to really think about that, but um, I think it's, I mean, the variety of stuff you've got on the site is really extraordinary when you consider what you ask people to do and they just express themselves in a different way. And I think this is one of the most wonderful things about art mm, is that people come at it from so many different angles and with different perceptions and different interests. And, you know, you can tell actually from some of those pictures that really come from people in, inside of them, you know what I mean? Which is really where art needs to come from. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always, you know, like you're saying, fascinated that we send people four blank postcards and then what comes back is just completely, you know, it's just yeah. so diverse. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you've done for us four beautiful studies of lemons and oranges. How did you get to that? What was that process? Well, I, 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 I sort of, I really, I, I had difficulty because as I say, I work, I work on a very big scale, uh, mostly sort of um, semi-abstract, abstract realism, I suppose you could call it. Um, and just occasionally I do do figurative things. And I thought that for this, I think it'd be just better to, I did a, a couple of them are um, um, pastel and, and a couple of them are gouache or gouache or whatever you want to, people pronounce it differently. Um, um, so I just, I literally just took a couple of things out of the fruit bowl really to do and, um, and did that because I, I, I I, I thought I did. I tried on a couple of pieces of paper to do some of my abstract things in a small scale, and it just anyway, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. The whole point of it is, is just being part of your process, which uh, has been, you know, really lovely. I think. I mean, and, and just being part of. I mean, I was looking at who was I looking at? Uh, um, somebody called uh, Branch. Somebody um, this morning. Um, Winston Branch. Yeah, mm. that's interesting yeah. stuff. I like that. Yeah, great. It's really, really great. I interviewed Winston actually for this series, and such an interesting man. Honestly, okay. um, yeah, he's 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 certainly seen some things and done some things. Really extraordinary amount of people you've got involved on this. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's great, and you know, it's it's added a bit of um, kind of zest to quite a quiet time in life, as it has been for so many of us for the past few months. Quiet. Um, yeah um so i i mean you know speaking about winston his experiences i mean like you know obviously it's very much the same case for yourself and i've actually mentioned to a few people that i'd be interviewing you today and they were very excited my dad in particular um and you know having having been the bass player in one of our country's biggest and most influential rock groups um that's not an experience most people go through, you know, especially not for nearly 20 years that you're together. Um, no. Having lived that unusual experience, is there anything that you can share in terms of what you've observed about life, <laughs> some kind of ethos? <laughs> well, I, all I can say is that, that you, you know, you, you, that you're constantly surprised um, by what comes at you and mm -hmm. Um, yes, you're right. It was a pretty unique and rather mad sort of thing to do. But um, I see life as a series of circumstances. And I, I never really played by the rules when I was younger, which I probably shouldn't be saying this on air. But um, <laughs> my parents are long gone now, so they won't mind. But you no, know, I was I think they called me the not the black sheep, really. What it was a bit of an exaggeration, but I didn't really respond to the normal ways of doing things. So I took I took different roads all the time. If there was an easy road, I'd ignored that and I went down the difficult one. 
and ended up, you know, ended up doing what I did. And partly because I, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 12, you know, um, I heard, you know, Elvis Presley and Chuck Berry and the Beatles and the Stones. And I thought, oh, I want to be part of that. I like that. Mm. And uh, so, you know, one thing leads to another. And you just, in, in a sense, it's a bit like painting. You've just got to follow your passion and stick with it. Um, and some, I mean, most of the time it doesn't work out. Let me tell you, I mean, there's, I think there's 90% of musicians are still undiscovered. It's wow. a terrible kind of a percentage. And I think it's probably the same with artists. There's very few that actually get to that, that sort of those dizzy heights, if you like, mm. uh, of success. I hate the word fame, by the way, I don't go for that at all. Mm. Um, but success is a wonderful thing because it gives you the ability to do what you want in life, which is really what everybody should be doing. Mm. Mm. What and, is it uh, about the word fame that you dislike so much? Oh, and I just think it's, you know, I, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, I was looking at an interview somewhere and it was fame is like, um, success is like having a really nice car, but what comes out of the exhaust pipe is fame. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really, what you, don't, you know, cause it's just, it's just annoying. And I think that um, thankfully the, the band had a pretty low um, physical profile as far as people were concerned. You could walk down the street and there was not a problem. It's a bit like the Floyd, you know, People might recognise one of them, but they could go and have a pint in a pub and people wouldn't know who they are. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the, kind Roll of... the Rolling Stones really can't go anywhere. No, no, definitely you not. Know, which is a shame. Um, mm. But that's it. I mean, the, the, you know, there's fame and the su success is wonderful. But uh, mm, Yeah. yeah. Um, talking of fame, two years ago, um, you were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and I loved your speech. I think it was handled beautifully. Um, one of the things that I thought was great is that you acknowledged at the beginning you were saying, you know, this is weird. This is a weird way to spend your time, which I thought was really sort of um, kind of, you know, as someone who'll probably, who I assume will never be in that scenario, it's quite refreshing to see someone never know. recognizing that. I was, was 27 weird. when it happened. You're 27 now. Oh, you? really? Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, you're also really comfortable in talking about being in the position of, you know, having to move furniture when you're to, for, for an extra bit of cash and things like that. Yeah. In, is that important to you to be open about that stuff? Um, I think you have to be. I mean, I have to say the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing was was a very, very weird experience, I have to tell you. Mm. Um, partly because, you know, Mark just didn't want to come, essentially, mm. which made it quite difficult. And, um, you know, as the as the other founding member of the band, I felt that I was, you know, it was, I was, it was my responsibility to go and fly the flag and pick up the bits. And, um, and also just say thank you, really, to the fans more than anybody else. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in America is essentially a business. It's a massive, massive music business business. Right. And um, they, did, they didn't deal with it very well, I don't think. They, they, they should have contacted us earlier on and, and explained what they wanted to do, and then we could have talked it out, but they didn't. They went ahead and did something which was, you know, just put everybody's backs up. But I won't go down that. Anyway, um, I think that, you know, when you've, when you've been through these uh, experiences, you have to acknowledge the journey. The journey is um, 
really interesting actually for a lot of people not the, the bit that comes after it you know the brothers in arms stuff and they're on every street and all those massive tours and stuff everybody kind of knows about that but the early days and all the people you pick up on the way it's very very interesting and important to to sort of you know thank them in a sense and say you know they were part of this uh, rather mad world we got into Mm. But we wouldn't have had a mad world at all without having one of the best songwriters that this country's ever produced. So I think that's one thing that everybody must, well, I think everybody realises probably now. But And also the band was very, very good at interpreting the songs. So, you know, we had a good combination, really. Mm. And, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we worked very, very hard to get to get that thing together. We really yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're still going with the music in, with the uh, yeah. the band. Is it Kun Kunla? I don't want to butcher the Gaelic. Oh, no. The Gaelic. Kunla. And that was a that Kunla. was a that was an Irish folly a few years back, which actually was most enjoyable. But I think if I'd stuck with it, I wouldn't have a liver left. Um, <laughs> really? Trying to keep up with those boys was was uh, quite difficult. Yeah, uh, right. And so I do like a pint, but I don't like 12 of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so you met them in 2005, and what, you went yeah. into a pub and you see this band playing, yeah. and then you thought, I'm going to play with these guys. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I probably had a couple of pints myself, and, and a mate of mine said, why don't you get up and play with them? And I said, I don't know. Anyways, the singer came down and he said, he said, oh, Susan, I think I know a couple of your songs, John, you know. Why don't, <laughs> why don't you come up and play them? And I said... All right, okay. So, and I really like—I really liked them. Um, you know, we had a we had a, a good time, and then I ended up going over to Ireland and, you know, tried to organise them, but of course that was absolutely pointless. So, just enjoyed the journey for about two or three years, and actually made a live album with them, um, and uh, actually made an album with the singer Greg Pearl as well, a joint album with him. Mm. Uh, so I did enjoy that very much, and it taught me a lot about um, the extraordinary depth of uh, Celtic music, Irish music, which when you combine it with rock and roll music, is actually fantastic. Um, it's a great combination. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I've done a few things since then, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm working on some music at the moment. Um, that's yeah. uh, all. You know, I think we're probably about halfway through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because actually, we haven't had much else to do during this during yeah. this time Definitely. we can't go out and tour um you know. mm -hmm. i mean you're so kind of it, it's really lucky to have two different forms of creative expression that you can you know go to at any one time and i was wondering when do you feel inclined to paint and when are you inclined to make music what's what's the kind of creative distinction or the the impulse what's what's different about those two things well, I, I try and do a bit of a drawing every day if I can. Um, just uh, if it's not if it's just doodles or sit and paint the cup or draw the cup on the table or something, you know, just something just to keep. And then and then I, what happens is I'm, I'm I tend to go into the studio for the painting studio for like a month and a half or something, really concentrated because I've got a flow going, mm -hmm. and that's what I do. And then the music sort of sits back for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but during the lockdown, um, I did a, quite a lot of painting actually, which I'm hoping I'm, if we can get some space where I can put it on the wall. I've got a gallery that looks after my stuff. So I'm, I'm, you know, at some point we'll 
maybe do a show somewhere, uh, probably next year, I should think. There's no point in trying to do something this year with everybody wearing masks and, mm. you know, yeah. not having a drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll hopefully finish this record by the end of the year and um, mm. that will come out as well, you know. Oh, wow. There's always, there's always, it, you know, I sometimes wake up in the morning with it. I mean, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but funny, the best ideas come up when you come out of your head when you first are awake. Mm -hmm. It's quite interesting. Is yeah. it from dreams or is it just having that fresh head? I think it must be. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, there was somebody on the radio the other day talking about it and he said, you know, you can actually train yourself to go back into that space. At, um, uh, and and then get you know you get a much more sort of uh, energy coming out of uh, out of those that dark space whatever it is whatever dreams are I mean and of course they're they're all about ourselves really ultimately yeah. um, and so I think that that's a great source of inspiration absolutely yeah, really I, I can see you know in your paintings you have. Um, it, it, it's an, kind of an abstract interpretation of things like landscapes and, you know, moments in time um, and using from, you know, quite a sort of deep colour palette, if you, know, if you know what I mean, like those yeah. blues that you used. And it's, you know, a, a very recognisable hand. Have you always painted? How did you come to this, you know, ab being abstract with your paintings? Well, I didn't start off like that. I mean, you know, when when I, I had a very fantastic art teacher when I was at school who really turned me on to actually looking at pictures, which is the first thing you do. I was about 14 or 15. In fact, this was running sort of side by side with playing the guitar and music. So music and art have always run sort of parallel with me. And uh, of course, when the straights were busy, I, I didn't really have much time or concentration. I'm not one of those people can do, <laughs> sorry to do sort of like little things on the road ring. Um, so I, I just promised myself when the band, when we wound the band, band up in 92, 93, that I'd, I'd, I'd paint. And uh, it actually saved me because I can tell you when you come off uh, the road from a, 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 a massive tour, paying to 5 million people and you, and um, you know, 250, 60 shows or something around the world. I can't remember how many there were now. And, it, and you, 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 really, you actually need to get away from it for a bit. Uh, and, you know, we were all going slightly bonkers. And um, so I, I threw myself into, into painting. And, mm -hmm. and of course, the first things I did were all figurative. And, you know, I had a model come in and I had a teacher come in and help me and who's now one of my best friends um, and taught me the basics. And then I and then I went off on my own, and I mean that, that's it really. I mean, where I am now is is probably combination of all of, all of that history. But I mean, I I do sometimes feel. I mean, I do. I tell you, do you know Maggie Hamblin? You must know Maggie, yeah. right? Well, she does an art class in London uh, every Thursday. She's done it for thirty years. Would you believe? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was until the COVID thing part of the uh, the class that went up every Thursday and did some figurative drawing. She'd get a, a model in mm. every week. Um, and that was very, very important to me having that day, mm. um, uh, which is difficult now because there's a restriction on the amount of people can be in the room. So that instead of like 15 people, there's now eight. Mm -hmm. And Maggie, of course, who's a chain smoker, as you probably know, can't smoke in the main building because now she's got to smoke in a lift shaft. I mean, it's the whole thing is a bloody joke, but anyway, 
she is a great inspiration and i think that you just need people who you recognize who take risks and I mean, i've always taken risks with my work and some of it doesn't come off in fact most of it doesn't come off just occasionally you get something that works mm. and those are the ones you show people yeah <laughs> you don't want to see the stuff that doesn't work <laughs> yeah so you mentioned that you've kind of built a studio um near you um yeah. How often do you go there? Do you keep a daily practice? Are you extremely disciplined or are you kind of more as and when you, you feel up to it? Well, I, it's, it's pretty much as and when, but I, I mean, I am, I am quite a disciplined person, actually, although my studio, my painting studio is the filthiest place on the planet, <laughs> which, of course, most people, most people who are artists will, will probably concur with. Um, you know, it's, it's knee deep in God knows what in there. But anyway, it, it's my workspace. <laughs> And um, as I said earlier, you know, I get into I get into a flow with things, and then I have to back off for a bit, you know, because, um, you know, you, I feel if I feel the energy going, then I then I work pretty much every day mm -hmm. in there. Um, right now, I've been doing some music, but so I'm, I'm, I'm I, it's about it's about time for me to go back into the studio. I'm not feeling great at the moment because I've got a bit of bronchitis and God knows what, so I don't really want to go outside too much. Um, but yeah. uh, so there we are. Yeah, there we are. I mean, it's just whatever, whatever <laughs> I do feel like when I wake up in the morning. Really. Yeah. Have you seen um, Francis Bacon? Like they've preserved Francis Bacon's studio in, in Dublin. Yeah, and then you could go and visit it and look through the glass. Have you and seen it? <laughs> have, you seen it? have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, I yeah. actually studied in Dublin, so I'd, I'd visit there quite regularly. Oh, right. Looking through the glass and, you know, there's him talking about his um, studio and why it's, you know, such a mess. And he just says that he can't think creatively if he's not inside chaos, you know, just having that kind of world of yeah, things yeah, yeah. thrown yeah. everywhere and colours everywhere. And, you know, it, it's in that space that he feels free. And it, when it, everything's rigid and organised, it's harder to tap into that flow, I guess, that you were talking about earlier. Well, I think I think he I think that's I think that's right. What you say is right. I mean, um, the, the thing the thing about painting is that you you get you're trying to make order out of chaos, mm. and the chaos most of the chaos is in your head, and mm. then you've got, of course, the beauty of the paint on the brush, which never ceases to fascinate, mm. um, and what it does every time you use it, it does something different. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's this is the intriguing thing about painting is that, you know, it, it, it is it, it's a medium which uh, constantly surprises mm, mm. oil. I'm talking about I don't really know much about acrylic. I've tried it a few times in France when I was down there, but because it dries quickly and all the rest of it. So I can bring things back. But oil is the oil is the fascinating uh, medium, I think, for most of us. Mm, yeah, people talk about wrestling with oil paint, don't they? Like it's a bit of a battle. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it's true. It's it's a really, it's it's a, it's alive. Mm, mm. I think it's alive. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> well, John, thank you so much for um, giving up some time this morning to chat, and also for you know generously donating some artwork for us we really really appreciate it so thank you from all of the art on a postcard team um and yeah it was just great really interesting and i'm really appreciative of your well time. i think you're doing a fantastic job and well done and, and um I, 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 there's some wonderful things on there so i think you'll do well with it well best of luck with everything and i it sounds like next year is going to be a really exciting year so it's i'll be busy there.
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rosa. Bye for now. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Art on a Podcast. To find out more about anything in today's episode, go to artonapostcard.com and be sure to follow us on all our social channels at Art on a Postcard. Goodbye!